says, Lord, Aaron says, I'm Lord of the Thighs, Lord of the Skies, and soon enough I'll be Lord of the Minds. This is Andrew here, and I'm the president of Planet Oasis. Nate Dog. Yeah, it's Jake. This is Mike, and you're listening to the Five Wise Marks. Welcome to another episode of the Five Wise Marks. We're going to catch up on all the bullshit that's been happening in wrestling in the past two fucking months. <laughs> Some outlaw mud show bullshit going on right now. We're going to talk about Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and the exploding barbed wire death match of doom. Lack thereof. Or greatness. Hey. <laughs> we're going to talk about the wonderful lights out match. Is that what it was called? The lights are still on. on yeah. yeah. <laughs> lights out. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa from AEW. It's the most hardcore match of all time. This is the most AEW I've watched since like the first month it was out. It says uh, Spring Stampede. Yeah. Ago. So oh, Stadium Stampede. Say, yeah. 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 I gave Football field fuckery. Right. Yeah. I gave it too much credit already. Since then, and then... <laughs> Mimosa Mud Show. That was all out. Don't think WWE's off the hook. Oh, it's not. Uh, they've got some questionable people going to the Hall of Fame. We talk about it. They've yeah. got Britt Baker... Or not Britt Baker, sorry. <laughs> oh, Britt Baker's in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's in the Hall of Fame with she's Adam Cole. She's all of her minds, man. With Adam Cole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have Alexa Bliss... And Randy Orton in a five-star classic. Oh, yes. They're banning leg slaps and changing oh. streaming services because fuck you. Because why not? Yeah, because why not? Because a billion dollars, pal. Because trillionaire Ted over at NBC. <laughs> <laughs> billionaire Vince over here. Made it rain. You know, it's they made so fun of... Office, I, what I love is they made fun of Ted War- or Ted Turner for Ted all Warner. of... Yeah, Ted Warner. <laughs> Ted Turner from T- and Time Warner for all of their money, and now they're taking billion-dollar deals from Fox and NBC. Not so, surprising, but we, we can dive into it yeah. a little bit. If it's want. evil. It's evil to take all that money when you're Ted Turner. It's great when you're Vince McMahon. Exactly. It's good shit when you're Vince McMahon. And we're on a, a 20-year uh, anniversary of something special here. The closure of WCW. Yeah, we can touch upon that too if you want. We to. can, we and can. then top five underappreciated wrestlers. Yeah, maybe people who get hate but don't deserve it. Right, like Jay Maynard. Jay Maynard, he's he's all five. He gets hate and he doesn't deserve it. He's maybe he does deserve fat it. Ass over you know what? Here. When he pops your pocket, Kings with Queen Queen, <laughs> queen New suited. <laughs> maybe he deserves the that hatred and vitriol bitch. that he gets. <laughs> He goes. He goes all he went, in. He went huge on that. He went huge. Uh, you wouldn't believe it. It was. Tr- it was tremendous. Uh, <laughs> let's start AW. Okay. Let's go back. Rewind the clocks a little bit to Ooh. Revolution. Is the name of the show? Yeah. Well, oh, that's, that, that's yes. not where that hardcore match. No, happened. but that was the Moxley Omega match. Yes. Uh, I actually watched the entire show. Could, oh from yeah. Start to finish. Will you enlighten us on what you saw? Your thoughts. Why you watched it? Kind of. Uh, I watched it because a friend was totally legally purchasing it, <laughs> definitely, okay. Okay. Uh, at their house, and they said, "Do you want to watch AEW? And I'll buy you pizza." And I said, "Well, I want pizza, <laughs> and you're gonna buy it." You're a liar. So uh, I'm lying. Uh, if I'm lying, I'm flying, and my feet are on the ground. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I watched it, and I literally the pre-show the whole thing, and. I hated it, and I wondered why I spent three and a half hours of my time watching it. Because you paid for it. Because yes, was three totally and a half, paid yes. for there it. There was three and a half hours worth of pizza. Yeah, well, the pizza did not last. We, you, they had a Maynard at that place too. The <laughs> pizza did not last. There's three and a half minutes of pizza. There. Yeah. Can you kind of remind us of 
some of the matches that, that can, uh, you, you can remember? Yeah, there was Riho and Maki Ito. Was it Riho or Rio? There's Riho. Okay. Yeah. I know they had a Rio. Yeah, and, a uh, and they faced. I want to say they faced Britt Baker and whoever's with her. Um, in a tag, it was Rebel. Not, Rebel. Yeah, but Rebel. she was outside, and they I think they had another Rebel. heel in the ring. It was weird and, and confusing, and she was like singing. She was like a Japanese singer. Well, wasn't she singing when they cut her off, and she just kept singing? Well, that was on, uh, that was on different Dynamite. Okay, Dynamite. Dynamite. But but she did the singing thing on Revolution too. That was the pre-show match. It was awful. They sang her praises, and then. They cut it off. <laughs> but when she was actually Didn't working. Didn't she agree? Ah, fuck this bitch. <laughs> when, when she was working the gimmick there with the mic and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it just looks so Oh, her up. offense looks awful. It was so, so bad. It was not believable. Yeah. Maynard could do a better job of selling a microphone and, and gimmicking that up. And, <laughs> and, and like, it was just it cue, a up piece the, of shit. cue up yeah. the Benny Hill, mu- uh, Benny Hill music for... for for that girl. Yeah. Because, but, the, you know, <laughs> the one thing I found from, like, the, some of the groups we've seen on social media that follow wrestling, there's a lot of people that, like, are really into the Japanese schoolgirl fetish. And they really like Riho and Maki Ito. Kenny Omega's got a lot of burner accounts, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely Kenny Omega. Why? Well, I, I don't well, like... Is it with uh, Ito? Doesn't she have, like... Isn't she, like, kind of trying to play, like, an Austin-type deal? Well, she's flipping people off. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily an Austin thing. She's trying to be a badass, but yeah. it doesn't come off when you are, like, 46 pounds. Yeah. I don't mind Rio Kevin's so heavier than you. just all the baggage that, that comes with that, that expectation <sighs> of that kind of wrestling. Yeah, she's and, been around from day one with that company, and Kenny and Omega's pushed her far came. beyond where she should be. Well, that pandemic hit, and she was stuck in Japan for a year. Yeah. you know, good, bad, and indifferent. But she came back, uh, and then they had that tournament, or whatever. And then Ito came, whoever the fuck that was. Yeah, and then <laughs> made a mockery of herself in the business. You know, hitting the mic and and everybody hit hit him in the yeah. face. Yeah, just like this. Boing, yeah. boing, boing. Uh, it was a joke. Yeah, there was then the there was also the ladder match, where uh, we had the debut oh. of All Ego Ethan Page, who then just kind of is in the match and nothing spectacular happens. Didn't they literally grab a brass ring? Yes, they literally oh. grabbed a brass ring for a title shot. The very next episode of Dynamite, Dynamite. which yes. he lost. Which, yeah, it was uh, Scorpio. Yeah, which so he wins and then immediately loses the title shot like four days I'm later. I'm still really upset. Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't in that match. I it, it seemed natural for him to win that. Right? You know, somebody should have came out in all blue mm-hmm. and won. I agree. <laughs> that just upsets me all the little pot shots that they do. The blue meanie or the blue blazer should have won that match. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no. just all all the little pot shots that they do. Because they grabbing say... the brass ring or the shirt with the thigh slapping. Yeah. Just all the little tiny bullshit that they do. It's like Oh, did you guys you're trying that? to be different, but all you're doing is making little bullshit pot shots, and you're barely beating NXT by 150,000 people. Yeah. Right. Did you guys hear uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christian Cage's promo this week? I didn't. Well, yeah. they're going to be wrestling this coming Wednesday. Well, okay. I, he asked Christian, are you doing anything Monday? No, you're not doing anything on Mondays now, obviously, but 
I'll be working on Dark Revolution if you want to watch me. Elevation. Oh, elevation. Dark oh. Elevation. It's like... Hey, there's no more BS on that. It's just stupid. Like, yeah, clearly he's not working on Mondays now because he's in a new fucking company. Yeah, jackass. and because, you know, he was totally making regular Raw appearances. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just dumb. It's just, it, the whole problem is just Well, dumb. and then even at Revolution, he literally comes out to his TNA theme music, which tipped off the surprise before I think we are supposed to know it. Because as soon as it hit, I'm like, that's Christian Cage. Uh, but then he walks out, is signs he, the contract, is he and leaves. Chris, is, he with Chris, is he going by Christian Cage? Yes, yes. Christian yes. Cage. Uh, and he's using his TNA theme music, which I guess is the one kind of cool thing of Don Callis working with AEW, because that's the theme music I would want him to have. I wouldn't want him to have some generic crap. Just open yeah. your... You know, some... Yeah. And then uh, they had a couple other matches. But, oh, they had the... Young Bucks and uh, oh, we don't want to talk about that. That was bullshit. awful. <laughs> that was awful. That was just awful. Uh, the Sting, oh. Darby Allen versus Team Taz. So I didn't see that. Tell me how that went. If you, it was a cinema, correct? Yes. If you take it as this isn't a wrestling match. This is a scene from an action movie. It was okay. It just wasn't a wrestling match. It was even more. Like, it was supposed to be at night, but then at one scene, you can see the light coming in from the, the, you can see the, the windows. Sun. Yeah, you can see the, the sunlight streaming in, in the, the hangar or wherever they were at. So, you, like, you can clearly tell it took them a couple hours to film this, because, like, the <laughs> time passes, and you can see it. Just and, and it was weird, because, like, they're talking about, it is as if it's happening live, having commentary over it, but yet it's clearly pre-taped. Yeah. So just today I saw uh, a quote from Sting that said, "Oh yeah, uh, the whole cinema thing was a great deal of fun, but it left me in shambles, and I was in, in fucking, you know, I was dying and I was in pain for a couple of days." Yeah, and I'm like, "And that's a cinema match, not a fucking, they're not a real match, a real yeah. match in the ring." And he didn't sixty two. And he really didn't take Imagine bumps. Him working with Cage then. Cage is a hoss guy that can fucking go. Yeah. Well, that that just proves that that's the only he, he thing that they can do right now no. is one match every three or four months, whatever the big pay per view is, and then you pre tape it, whatever, and then that's it. Because he he took a power bomb from Brian Cage, and that looked brutal. It did. It did. I was like, oh, that was a bump that he should not have taken. Oh my no. god! Like he's above six years old. Don't do that, dude. But then also, he comes out on every dynamite with Tony Schiavone trying to cut a promo, and then Team Taz cuts. It's like a fucking running yeah. joke. They don't know what else to do. They just they butt in, right? So yeah. whether whether it's Brian Cage or uh, Ricky Starks or ha, Powerhouse Hobbs or Taz himself, yeah. it's a fucking parody. Oh. It's not like Taz is a bad promo either. Is a well, no one's a bad promo. It's it's the thing that they promote Sting. Oh, live on this week on Dynamite Wednesday, Sting will speak. Well, he's been doing the last twelve weeks, and then every thirty eight, like, he comes speak. out every thirty eight seconds. Fucking Team Taz comes out and interrupt. Then you know it's that cliche music hits, or uh, the fucking video comes over the, on the Titantron, the Dynamite mm-hmm. Titantron, and then the there comes the interruption, and it's like. Okay, so Sting made his money. He painted up his face, and he's done for the, the for two weeks because they they tape on a Wednesday and tape on a Thursday, and they're done two weeks. Thanks, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, great job. <laughs> we 
gets paid big money to get yeah. interrupted. And yep. it's like, that's his job. what the fuck? And it's the same thing over and over and over again. Over and over what, and over again. Can I say one thing I hate too? And I get this from Cornette. Kind of pick it up. It's just uh, one of those things where Tony Schiavone, he's got the mic. He's interviewing guys. And they all take the mic. Every person takes the mic. It's last week. Fucking Scott Dawson, whatever the fuck you want to call him now. I call, I'm still, I'm still Dex call Harwood, him, pal. I'm still going to call him Scott Dawson. Yeah. He fucking, his partner, fucking Cash, fucking took the mic from Tony. And fucking, as soon as it was his turn, he said, Tony, take this fucking mic and hold it. Because he was right. He's like, listen, I just fucking worked a match. I'm not going to hold the mic. You hold the mic. This is your job. Hold no. it for me. I don't want to hold the mic. I'm the star. take the mic from Tony. It's like, what the, f- you got this guy here. He's just no. standing there. He looks awkward now. It's like, just have him hold the mic in front of you. Like a yeah. fucking sports announcer. <laughs> yeah, you don't like see Tom Brady come off the field and rip the mic out yeah. of Aaron Andrews' hand. Let hey. me tell you something, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me well, tell Tony, you something. Tony, boom Mike Shivani over here. Yeah. I, I just want to say that. I agree. I want to give a shout out to the Revival this past week. Fucking FTR, pal. FTR. FTR. You know, it doesn't matter. Well, do we want to talk about that right now since you already brought up? The Pinnacle is like the one good thing in they AEW are the right now. the best thing in yes. wrestling right They've now. got MJF. Great talker. Pretty good in the ring. Great look. They've got the Enforcer. Uh, big and Dog. Mordlow. Ma- Mordlow. Uh, then they've got Sean the greatest Spears. tag team in, in wrestling. Yeah. And then the Tully Blanchard, who is awesome manager and then yeah Spears is there to take the jobs and look like a shit shit head like the blonde mohawk and the no tan is the guy. he looks like a shit he's the only that's one the who didn't look good in the suit yeah he's the yeah. only but one but he's the only one who looks good taking a pin yep. well, and he's the only one that looks good with Peyton Royce apparently <laughs> apparently <laughs> and she looks good yeah but, seems like, she seems like the kind of person that should be dating MJF but, but <laughs> the kind of person that Sean Spears is is you know find yourself find an identity because you had facial hair then you didn't have facial hair. Yeah, he's had, always trying had, a different gimmick. You had a mohawk, then it was blonde. And he was also, you know, it was like he's also got one. Pit, you know, he got fucked over with the whole chair shot to Cody, and I don't put it on him fucking Cody over. I, Cody kind of turned his head a certain way. They it, it, wanted it. They yeah. wanted yeah. that. Yeah. It was 50, and then 50, they changed their mind after they saw. Spears feels like he is like the Lex Luger of the group, where he's going to be the one that yeah. jobs off and goes off yep. eventually. That's, that's exactly that, what it's going to be. Yep. He's, 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 Spears is going to be the one that takes all the pins. He's a great worker, but Mater's taking the pin to the Sandman right now. Yeah, and we're used to Y'all it. Are me. <laughs> that's fine. Let's talk about Kevin Nash. See if that wakes him up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, this the too sweet. Too sweet. This is too sweet. Uh, I'll say Maynard's matches bore me anyways. Oh. Well, that brings us with Revolution to the main event of the evening. The barbed wire exploding death match of doom. And since you watched it, you can give yeah. us more insight and depth on it. But from the outside looking in, it's what didn't happen. And the main thing was... The big countdown, and then we got the yeah. sparkler show. Well, yeah. so, so we'll start with the match. So the match itself, there's barbed wire on three sides of the three sides of the ring. Mm-hmm. Not one side doesn't because reasons I don't know. If you touch certain spots, a little M80 goes off. Boom, <laughs> it is what happened. Um, they actually started the match. The first like five minutes of the match, they actually did it right, and so they did a lot of like. I'm going to Irish whip you into the exploding barbed wire. No, 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 no. And, like, they would do everything to stop. And, like, it was, like, this force and push and shove to try and put them into the, the, you know, the trap. And, like, it was actually kind of compelling. And I'm like, wow, they're actually going to wrestle, like, a serious match. You know, 
really excited for a little bit. And then, spot, boom, spot, boom, spot, boom, 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 boom. I'm blading. Why did you blade? I don't know. Something <laughs> like. We'll need a set so. Well, when Kenny Omega bladed, it was a, the double arm DDT, whatever he calls it. Death Rider. Sure. Or, um, Paradigm Shift. Paradigm Shift. Yeah. Um, Moxley hits that, but when he hit him, like he picked him up and jumped him supposedly on the exploding barbed wire outside of the ring. But Kenny Omega's head was completely tucked underneath his uh, abdomen. So, like, his head touched nothing except Moxley's abs. So, apparently he has abs of steel and razors. <laughs> because when he goes down, Omega comes up, and he literally, he comes up, and you can see him go... Zipped himself. And then lay back down. <laughs> and, yeah, he literally zips himself right on camera, you can see it. And then... But Moxley's the one who took all the punishment. He's the one who landed on the explosive, on the barbed wire. But, yeah... And, um... Wasn't a well-crafted match. No, and, and there was a lot of, like, big moves. Uh, and then at the end, Omega wins with the one-winged fairy, like always. <laughs> uh, well, it's the most well-protected yeah. finisher in all of fucking sports yeah. entertainment, pal. Hey, of course. Unless you slap your leg. Yeah. Well, so then the thing is, they made this big deal about this explosion at 30 minutes. So he wins at, like, 26 minutes. And then it's like they didn't know what to do. So they like stalled for time, stalled for time, stalled for time. Uh, the Good Brothers came out, and that's how we, there was, like, Good Brother interference because, you know, the heels can just run in whenever and nobody's going to stop them because mm-hmm. why not? Uh, especially when they don't even work for the company. <laughs> nobody's going to stop them. Right. Uh, so, you know, Callus and the Good Brothers helped, whatever. Uh, but then they're beating down Moxley after the match, like, waiting for this countdown to start. And then the countdown starts, and they kind of slowly walk away. Then Eddie Kingston comes out. No explanation. Apparently, he's best friends with Moxley, even though they just fought. Right. All of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. And he comes out, and first he's like, with like, because he comes out with like 40 seconds left. And he's like, shouting at Omega and Callus and like shoving them and like, ah, rrr. And then he comes out with like 15 seconds left, and he gets in the ring, and he like looks around, and he's like looking around and looking around. And then he like goes, oh, and lays down on top of Moxley to like protect him. But like, you had so much time, you could have picked him up and carried him out of the ring. Like, so easily, you're a professional wrestler, you're supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Then, the explosion hap- The explosion happens, so they have this big countdown, and it comes, and you hear, boom, 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 which was just a couple of MAs around the ring, whatever, and then, pop, and sparklers go off. And I'm like, even if they had just, like, did, like, the Seamus entrance effect, where they do that bright white light so you can't see anything for a second. Literally, that would have made it look so much better. Because, like, boom! Bright light, you don't see anything. Okay, now you don't know how much damage happened. Right. So, it was... They had to have tested this. But they provide this. you with sparklers. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, when it happens, nobody thinks on the fly to, like, cover up for it. So, like, Eddie Kingston, like, he didn't see it. So, I, I, I give him a pass because he didn't see it. What I don't get is why they didn't... Instantly, Omega should have been like, <laughs> just play. He was like, gone. Got you. He was gone. He was gone. Like, well, they should have. He was pretty sixty nine Yeah. Well, they should have. Tony Khan should send him back out there and be like, just laugh. But they don't go they, out there and point and laugh. They can't. Say, think, we got you. They can't time. think on the fly. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, even Jr., who should be able to, he literally said about thirty seconds after this, "We need paramedics. They've got casualties in here." And I'm like, Jr. Oh, like that's such a killer. You would think Tate, Jr. or Tony would know to try to. 
You would think they would cover the spot. No like ma- maybe spot. maybe Omega rigged the explosive so it like, would you oh, know Omega was just toying with them or yeah. something. Exactly. Yep. That's what they should have done. Or Omega was toying with Omega was toying with Callus and action. just like you really think we're gonna blow this place up? Like <laughs> good one, good one, Box. Yeah. Well, that's their cover on Dynamite. They well, and then yeah, four oh, days yeah. later they yeah. think of that. But yeah. Because yeah. the Omega damage was, was already done. Omega yep. was toying with Callus and then you got that stupid bullshit sixty nine crap. 69 me. Like, well, literally on TNT TV, you said that, on live yeah. TV, on TNT. And you, and you, you 69, 69 Jackal. Yeah. yeah. You and Jackal 69 each other. Which, it's not... Meltzer gave it four and a quarter. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not funny. With a cum But it, it doesn't even get <laughs> Four heat. and a quarter cum Because, like, what are you going to do? Like, do you go and, like, oh, I want to see Omega get his ass kicked now. It's like, I just don't want to watch this guy. Exactly, yep. Like, that's so, like, 12th. Like not twelfth grade, like middle school humor. Yeah, and so yeah, it's, it's just like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I mean that's not in the. I don't think that's in the demo, is it? Twelve no. year olds are they, are they in the eighteen to forty nine demo? I don't think so. Yeah, no. just, just, just that's, that's Jericho's next shirt, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that happened. Demo god. And then we had the lights out match, uh, a four and three quarters star match, according to Dave Meltzer. Tied for the highest-rated women's match in North American history. I'd give it a start and a half, uh, possibly. I watched it, and, and I wanted to have that. I wanted to have an open two mind. Max. I don't want to give it a star rating. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not big on the star ratings. Other than I will have like my personal like five star matches. It's like, do but, I like it or not? And I watched it, yeah. and I didn't hate it, but I'm like, I don't get the hype of it. So, so if I had not seen any of the hype ahead of time, I probably would have said it was fine. They set up chairs in the middle of the ring for like five minutes, and they didn't do anything. And all of a sudden, yeah. oh wait, she's gonna take a superplex into it now. So yeah, there was a lot of like setup yeah, spots. One of the one of the big ones I noticed is when Britt Baker. This is when she got her juice. She was laying in the corner mm. with the ladder in front of her, yep. but they actually caught on camera her taking the ladder with her hands yep. and adjusting it to just the right so, spot. Yep. Because it took so oh, long yeah. for the spot to happen, but like she literally adjusted it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. If she can get up and move her hands to adjust it, she can shove the ladder off and get up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of that. Props, props for the juice, though. I, I mean, yeah, they 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 tried hard. They did some spectacular moves, yeah. and if what you think a great match is is big moves, you probably mm. did think that was a great match. To me, that's not the only thing that comes in a great match. Mm. No, they 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 were doing hardcore spots for hardcore spots. Oh, and this is the other thing. This wasn't the culmination of some big heated storyline. It was right. just a random one-off match. Like this should be like a blood feud. And they, I think Thunder Rosa they, is going back to power now. Yeah, she's probably just going to disappear. And did so, anybody see fucking Rebels fucking crutch shots? Oh, it was so bad. They were no. terrible. She, they I don't, terrible. I don't know what the purpose of her is. Me either. I don't get it. I don't know who she is because I haven't followed AW I'm so much. With you. Uh, but like she just is kind of taking away from Bitbreaker, yeah. in my opinion. She's not adding anything. She, she's a conservative, and she believes in the wall. Must be oh. <laughs> wait, wait. She believes in like the WCW, the wall. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> or, or is it Berlin? As, as Berlin. So Alex Berlin and back? the wall. So if, she was there. Wait. So if Berlin and the wall, if they teamed together, would they be the Berlin Wall? Yeah. Because Berlin's Alex Wright, also, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. My so boy. Alex Wright is the wall. And so Alex, 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 Alex Wright is Pink Floyd. Alex Wright 
is going to be president of the United States in 2024. Got it. Yeah, That's where I went yeah, with that. Yes. Him and The Rock will run together. Yeah. Well, against the, each the other. Rock. Oh, okay. and Alex because Wright. Because The, the Wait, Rock is the, the political elite from the coast. Right. And you need a real German to run. Like, which in country. Put in Hasselhoff as vice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hasselhoff you and, have, you and, have and Rock Alex and Hurricane. Right. I am yeah. Alex Freit. I am the best wrestler. I am, wund- I am das Wunderkind. You are bullshit. I am Das Wunderkind. I am Das Wunderkind. I am Das Wunderkind. Yeah. Don't make fun of my boy. Yeah. Oh, Alex trip- I'm buying you I'm buying, I'm buying you a last year. And then Triple H and then Triple H awesome. Triple H can be Secretary of Defense. What if what if I bombed the whole world? Uh, let's get back off that topic, though. Uh, world War Triple H. So back, back to really awful things. Uh, WWE's been doing some pretty bad things, too. Yes, they have. Uh, so they're not off the hook, even though w- or NXT UK is probably the best show on TV right now. Uh, even even with Walter coming to even with Walter in America right now? I want to see what happens with Walter back. But he'll be in NXT UK, too. So yes. he'll probably work Tommaso. That's what it, it seems it, like they're building. It appears, but let's not forget what's going on with the, these guys who have been called up to the main roster. People like Keith Lee, who exactly? I don't know who that is. What is going? I haven't on? seen him on my TV. What is going on with that? Does anyone have like a like a Meltzer lead on it or like just a plans are changing? That's what Meltzer says. Yeah. Plans can change. Still COVID recovering? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't even know if it's that anymore. Supposedly I, I, I he does I, have some sort of medical issue that's lingering. I don't know if it's COVID or if he had some kind of actual injury. Because, like, War Games, Survivor Series 19, when we were here watching, he was, like, him yeah. and Adam Cole were, like... And then in Royal Rumble 2000, he went toe-to-toe yeah. with Brock Lesnar and they made him look like a beast. Well, that was... Lesnar That was the Rocky Big Show in 2000, but... Oh, <laughs> 2020. Yeah. 2020. You got Hindsight. me. Yeah. 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 But you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. He made a splash. And then like like almost everyone that comes in the main roster from NXT, they just flatline. They're just done. Well, uh, and I can't even imagine They're not they're not stars. They're not it's enhancement talent, brother. Uh, We're trying uh, to build talent down well, there. The, uh, well, who wants to come might, up? Uh, Get over on this this NXT, but are they superstars? Are they entertainers? Yeah, they need to sports entertain, not pro wrestle. Yeah. Do you see Johnny Saneface coming to SmackDown? You know what they do (laughs) is they do that. I don't like that. We don't we don't thigh slap in this place. No. Which actually, I do agree with Vince. Thigh slapping is getting way out of hand. Way out of hand. Uh, So I'm not upset by it. I just think it's kind of funny that it leaked and it's like this big deal. Right. Mm. But because it's it, a big deal amongst the boys because that's all they do is thigh slap. So they're like, exactly. well, well, we're Adam Cole's not going. To. Adam so Cole's you, not coming up main roster. So that's how, do you, how do you work a match? Yeah, with these guys now. Well, yeah. we'll go to AEW where they let us do thigh slap still. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's only, it's only only if you work the young bucks <laughs> or no. the arcade bullshit match they're having next week. But Whatever. in all seriousness, no, like what what's happened to Keith Lee? Whether it's medical or just he fallen out of favor. Like it was, it's been a huge inexcusable, huge fall from grace in the last. He's a can't miss superstar. Months. Oh, and whether he had the COVID with Mia Yim or whatever, whatever it is, yeah, it's it's a huge travesty. And Maynard's snoring. I put him in the million dollar dream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, by the way. Yeah. But this dude does not have a fucking mania match. Yeah. And it's it makes you wonder. Yeah, you know what I mean, because he's. 
He's the guy. He's the future. Yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. And we'll do a lot of Mania coverage. Two weeks time. For sure. We'll be there. Yeah. But Somebody actually requested those days off. I don't know about the rest of you jabronis. <laughs> we'll be working on that. I always, at least, at least. I, I always have a Sunday off. So. Yeah. Saturday night will be our Rage in the Cage. And maybe, Saturday. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sunday we'll figure something out. Maybe a, a shortened... Maybe we'll wake up. Well, uh, <laughs> well, Sunday maybe we'll have less people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm all in. Somebody's with his wife tonight. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of past that time. I think it's one thirty, not, not well, 237. I'm still here, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, so how about that uh, Alexa Bliss-Randy Orton match? So this is the... You're referring to the fast lane. Fast lane. So oh, it was the Brazzers lane. Yeah. So it was billed as. <laughs> Ooh. Bless you. Yeah. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. And if you had a brain on you, you would know that that just wasn't going to happen. It was just a a cover to get to a point. Oh, it's 2021. If women want to fight men, they can fight men, Turner. Especially if they're four foot eleven and ninety five pounds. Yeah. Unless, they unless you're in Arkansas. But she won. But she won. But yeah. they didn't. Well, she won. So but, hey, oh, she won. But but, dirty. but so she made him throw up oil. Okay, uh, crude oil. Apparently. Crude oil. Uh, she yeah, shot a fireball at him. Middle East. Are we sure that wasn't vile? Well, she she she. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was Papa Shango. She f- shot a fireball at him, uh, and then the well, she's Hulk Hogan. The burned fiend. <laughs> no, Hulk came Hogan out. Couldn't shoot the fireball. <laughs> the burned fiend came out from under the ring, and she pushed Randy Orton into Sister Abigail because you know. She's apparently strong enough to push Randy Orton around. And then she sat on top of his And dude. then she straddled him and rode him. Yes. Which Randy Orton's wife doesn't really like. Kim does not like that. No. No. Gail Kim doesn't like that. Nah. Alexis. Yeah. And so Whoa. she... In, as, <laughs> Randy was just like... As in. Gorilla Monsoon would say, it's in the record book that Alexa Bliss has defeated Randall Keith Orton in a single match. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Will you be serious? The answer is no. Yeah. and But so, it was just a means to get a brand new... Look for they Bray literally could have. He looks like Meltman from Action League now. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow, that's a, a memory that was deep in the recesses of my brain. That With I the ne- ability to melt. melt. <laughs> uh, wow, that really that's threw me off. That's why we have Nate here. Wow. Yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, that was... To stop us in our tracks. So, they literally could have done that with any singles match, though. Like, Randy Orton could have fought Sheamus, or Drew McIntyre, or Keith Lee, literally anyone, and The Fiend could have interrupted that to beat him. Yeah. Like, just, this is kind of weird, because I've been watching 96 WWE, but it literally yeah. reminds me of the build to Kevin Nash, Undertaker, mm-hmm. Diesel, Undertaker, at uh, WrestleMania. Well, yeah. So, at Rumble, uh, Diesel screws Taker, yeah. and then at the uh, Rage in the Cage. In February. Yeah, yep. then Undertaker comes out of the ring yep. and screws mm-hmm. Diesel. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to do it against a woman. He just did it against the guy that it made sense for Diesel to be facing, which right. is Bret Hart. So, like, he could have... But it didn't do any favors to Bret Hart, if you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you... yeah, he couldn't hit the jackknife on Bret Hart. Yeah, because he wouldn't let it happen. Yeah, so Ar- Wait, Randy Orton couldn't RKO... Over. <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton couldn't RKO Alexa Bliss in the match. That wouldn't get her over. Yeah. So, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, Alexa Bliss might but be Bret Hart. Is it just not just? It's a case of fucking just lazy booking. You know, it's there's no creativity, 
Yeah, I don't even want to hear the name Vince Russo in all this. No. But it's it's just a thing of is. Yeah, I feel like he's going to AEW this year. <laughs> I know earlier I said he's going to WWE. I think he's going to AEW. Impact. I mean, he's been shitting a lot of WWE things but I've seen. All, on the all of this booking, it's not even booking. It's just matchmaking. Yeah. It's just yeah. uncreative matchmaking. It's just we could do it and like we pretend to be. We are great wrestling fans. We can do just as good as these fucking guys that are making millions of dollars. And that is a sad situation. There's really no storylines in wrestling right now. It's just... It's just matches. Is is the Orton Fiend, is that going to be a cinematic or is that... They already done it. They already done it. I thought it was already done. I think they'll probably do it again. They love that shit. It's going to be cinematic. It's such good shit, pal. They're they're another fucking or something. But in these times... Three years, four years, whatever that last Mania match was between Wyatt and Orton, it seems like last year. But oh, you, with the, oh, with the worms? And, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. 18? Yeah. But, I don't know. But, but the point is, it doesn't seem that long ago. Because it wasn't. But you go back in time and it's like, oh, Austin and Rock worked three times in six years. But it all made sense. Yes. 15, 17, 19. None of this shit is cohesive. None of this shit makes sense. Four years, but yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, know, you, see, you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, me, I'm like, they already worked. Yeah, and you're there. not doing anything different. The only reason they're doing it is because Randy Orton's the best thing they got in the company. And well, no. The only reason to do it is because they have, what else they they have nothing to, no, They have nothing for Randy Orton. That's, that's the best why. thing for him. That's why. I think the best thing in the company right now is MVP and it Bobby Lashley. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm and of course, then the I'm business has to drop the, the titles for no reason. I'm pissed they lost tag titles. Yeah, just for, to, they're they're wasting AJ. Yeah, yeah. Why is AJ in a tag match? Somebody poke the bear. Jeez, he's <laughs> gonna fucking claw the shit out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you want to do the top five? Top five snoring wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, well, we got one here. I think Maynard needs a little tea bagging. Dip his hand in warm water. <laughs> you got to pay him back for that soup play. Yeah, yeah it's true. Give him an elbow drop. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. All right. Maynard. Headbutt. So let's let's Fine go ahead and, and and get into the the final segment of the evening. Segment. Segment. At two forty three a.m. In the local morning. time, yeah. in, we thought we were in Bangladesh, like where we're forty three a.m. We're ahead. Hey, yeah, that's what I said. No, uh, the next one will be, at and we're in Bangladesh. <laughs> you know, that's where we're from. Uh, Bangladesh, Somalia. <laughs> well, they're kind of close. Top, top. They're only like two thousand miles apart. Oh <laughs> wow! It's like from here to LA, and yeah. they're all conservative. So, <laughs> like three so hours top, difference. Top five, <laughs> top five, top five. Yeah, wrestlers. Yeah. that get hated on. Yeah. They don't deserve it. Slash underdeserved or wait no. Underrated. Not underrated. Underappreciated. It's talents. like why do they get the hate? The yeah, day? why do they get the yeah, hate? That's the main issue here. Don't hate. Don't appreciate. Hate. Don't hate these guys. Yeah. They don't deserve it. Yeah. And this this is a this is gonna be a freestyle. Why the heat? Yeah. Yeah. So I already know my one, but number kinda I'm gonna give you number five. Maynard. Number five, I'm gonna go with Yeah, Maynard. we're gonna go with Maynard. <laughs> I need to hear um, some more here. <laughs> Maynard Maynard says Sandman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, he's he's cutting some logs over there, so maybe his next pick will be uh, Big Josh. Big Josh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my first pick, MVP, man. It's a good. Does he get hated on? 
I don't think it's hated on. I just yeah. feel like he was underutilized. He is, and I think yeah. it's because of his uh, background. So, uh, you know, the, the felons. I mean, felonies, I did have him on my underutilized list. I wasn't so. gonna until we brought him up a minute ago, and I was like, you know yeah. what? He is underutilized. He is. He's never more than U.S. champion, and fuck yeah, that. that's my number five. So, people who are, who's getting the hate that doesn't deserve it? Um, I'm gonna go with Goldust. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, especially back in the mid '90s when he first debuted in like late. Summer '95, and even up until when yeah. he was like weird in early '98, like yeah, it was probably somewhat deserved. But the fact of the matter is, is he had bad. He's a natural. Creative. He, he <laughs> they called it. He had bad creative for a while. Yeah, yeah. and he was super solid in the ring. He was trying to get out of the shadow of his dad, and this character came out of left field, and you know, he took he took that and ran with it for good, bad, or indifferent. I mean. He is remembered for that Goldust character, so you can't deny him his greatness for that. And for some reason, he gets a bad rep, and I don't know why. So the, my number five is Goldust. Yeah, he's a natural talent. They call him the natural. And a black rain. <laughs> black Roman reigns. Black top boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his opponent. Yeah. yeah. What is that? On Century 95. Yeah. 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 Barry Darso. Yeah. Is that your answer? <laughs> Barry Darso. No, it is not my answer, but that just made me almost forget my answer. Skip me for a second. I forgot my answer. Oh, that's not how this works. Oh, I go last. No, I legit just had a brain fart. Well, you don't get it. You don't get a number five. Oh, my I number. Don't a, I don't get a four. My number either. five. And it's probably going to surprise some people because I'm at probably the forefront of the uh, hate train on this person. But I do think they get more hate than they deserve. Even though I don't think they're like I think WWE considers them greater than they are. Mm-hmm. But then the fans, I think, give them too much hate. And that's Charlotte Flair. I think Charlotte Flair is very good. I just don't think she's the best. Uh, but she Not gets hated. But she gets, ha- but she gets hated Way too much. like Ronda Rousey gets hated. And she's she, not as bad as Ronda Rousey. She just get, she's getting that John Cena hate. It's because she's got the Flair gimmick because she's mm-hmm. a Flair. And, that's and, and the push. And I yeah. do hate that. And I hate yep. and I hate I things hate about that. it. You gotta blame Reed. If Reed no. was still alive, she wouldn't Ooh. be around. Okay, Paige. <laughs> All right, so Maynard's number four is Big Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's my number five. Yeah. Anyway, Actually, that's a great one. you're number four. My number four. I'm gonna go Barry Windham. Okay. What's going on, with Barry? Um, Barry didn't get a push outside of NWA. He's a West Texas redneck. Yeah, he had a great push in the NWA in the you know '88, '87 era, but uh, after that. Nobody really gave him anything. Who was it? Blackjack. He went to be the Widowmaker. Stalker. Night Stalker. Oh, God. uh, Nope, Night Stalker was Wrath. But was he was he night? What was he? Was he was just a stalker. Stalker. Okay. Yeah, night, well, no, night stalker was right. A little bit different. Silk now. stalker. Yeah. <laughs> so Imagine song, the, like, no, that's Turner. Ninety-five. Where they're looking to transition though. It's like, yeah. So they're doing Brett and. What are you into? Imagine now? Barry Windham and Yoko had a match. Silk. Yeah. So. Or Barry Windham and I think Barry Windham Brett. Exactly. That could be a good. That could be like a good two month program beat for Brett. Yoko at WrestleMania nine, and then SummerSlam set up Barry and Brett. Yeah, but that would mean Owen wouldn't beat Yoko. And, and we need Owen to go over. Yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And and Barry had great match. He had uh, like a four-star match I with think him and Scorpio. And I think he's forgotten yeah. more than anything with yeah. younger people. Yeah. yeah. 
Because he just wasn't that guy for yeah. like when we were growing up in the mid to late nineties, whatever. Yeah. He just was an afterthought. Yeah, that's just too bad. Yeah. He he was lower. He was a lower mid card guy. He was in that NWA invasion bullshit, and yeah. then he was in West Te- Texas Rednecks, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Rap is crap. <laughs> Yeah, number four. My number four is Doink the Clown. Oh, yes. Ma- 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 just Big ma- Josh. Ma- <laughs> right? ma- but more specifically, like more specifically, is that character is that heel Doink? It right. I mean, he had that. Like, no one takes that yeah. seriously. But if you just stop yourself in your tracks and just think for a moment, the kind of potential that character had with baby faces, and. It's endless. Like you, you could have worked a Hogan, and like Pritchard has said that before. And until he said that, I didn't really think about it. The Mania Nine thing. The Mania Nine thing. That could have been something, but beyond that is is uh, you know, Matt Bourne didn't last too long. That it was Ray Apollo and right. Steve Kern and all that stuff. But just that that character in itself, what could have been, it could have lasted a lot longer than what it really was intended for. I just listened to our last top five. The other day at work, it was a uh, most underused guys. My number one was Doink the Clown. I <laughs> thought they could have done a whole like Pritchard said, they could have done yeah. a whole WrestleMania around. They did the, the, the they, they thing, could have went right? full yeah. Pennywise with them. Yep, you see, yeah, Pennywise, it, Modern and, Day and, it, and, and the Joker movie, they could have done that. And and Bourne could go. Yep, that's what made him. Yep. Yeah. All right, number four. My number four happens to be Adrian Adonis. Everybody thinks about him just when he got... Think of the cottage cheese and yeah. the, <laughs> the Nate. The, the, uh, the uh, negative 10 on a Dupree scale. But that guy could sell. That guy could wrestle. Even as he was blowed up on cocaine watching that tag match. He just... Yeah. That guy, he just could sell. He could go... Great even heel. At, yeah. Great heel. Great heel. Great promo. Great tag team with another possible underrated guy in the Fed. That could be on my list. The, I don't know if I'm thinking of the you, same you guy, but it yet? No. did did we talk no. about his kid on this episode? Adonis has a kid. No, Adonis, the partner. No. Okay, then I don't know what you're talking about. No, but Adrian Adonis. Nobody really talks about him as being probably one of the more underrated workers of the '70s and '80s, just because. In, he just because he passed away in that car accident on July fourth, eighty eight. Yeah. So and he died. So he died young. So he could be like, what a Tully could be right now because he'd be like in his early mid seventies. So it'd be like a JJ yeah. Dillon if he was still around. I right think now. he'd be more in the Ole Anderson role if he were still alive. No. Yeah. I I think he was. Shits. Well, I think he was just done with wrestling. At that yeah. By at then, that point. Yeah. But but if if you watch some of his early to mid eighties stuff when he was. Going through MSG and work and all that, just, yeah. just the li- just the little selling that he could do before he just yeah. ballooned for whatever reason that happened, whether it was yeah. the allergic reaction to steroids or not giving it a crap. Either way, Adrian Adonis is nobody talks about him, and he should yeah. be talked about. Uh, so my number four, Big Lazy Kevin Nash, the guy who inspired this list, in my opinion. Uh, People like shit on him. Like he, he's never worked a good match, but I've seen Survivor Series '95, so that's a lie. Mania twelve. <laughs> Mania twelve. Mania twelve is a good match. Uh, he had good matches with the right opponents. Yep, he was he was credible looking. He could talk when he wasn't a bland baby face. Yeah, the flipper pit, the he, flipper he, punch. He, he kept side knees. He kept he kept with, he kept with the times. Yeah. 
with the East Coast, West Coast. He kept trying to stay in hip. So he'd always stay yeah. relevant. And that's the thing, like, as the NWO was evolving, the one guy that kind of stayed relevant was Kevin Nash. Like, he was the one who evolved, because, like, the NWO Black and White 98 was Oof. like, ugh. But NWO Wolfpack was cool. Right. And, like, he was able to evolve with that, and I, I just feel like Kevin Nash gets shit on by the work rate people. And by quite the frank, smart marks. Yeah, and he could have good matches, and... Like, I don't know. I just, I just think he gets more hate than he deserves. And, and I agree because people think he just books himself into a perfect yeah. situation. Into, into retirement angles. Yeah. yeah. Maynard? Yeah, he booked himself to... Uh, oh, so Maynard uh, is picking... Big uh, Josh No, oh. no. Steve Regal. Oh, okay. The real man's man, Steve Regal, because oh. he's cutting logs over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, yes. number three. For three for me, I'm going to go with X-Pac. Ooh, um, the originator of X-Pac heat. I think he was just, I don't know. He was a great worker. He had such great matches. And, uh, <laughs> he uh, He's one of those guys who fucking just got hooked on drugs, and his career just went downhill. because. Of How's it. that tongue doing, though? <laughs> Ask China. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and an oversized clitoris. <laughs> I would, uh, I mean, the motherfucker could go. I would he been world champion? Probably not. He's too small. I love those perfect shaved eyebrows uh, from '93. I think, yeah, I think he was perfect feuding with D'Lo. I think he gets. I think he gets the heat because he's like the easy one to pick on from the click. Right. Yep. If if the Fed signed him right now for a short run in like NXT, he'd be a good trainer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he could come out for, you know, uh, Matt. You know he wants to wrestle. Well, the thing with him, though, is, like, it's weird. As he got better in the ring, people hated him more. Like, he was just a kind of a spot guy as one, two, three kid. But that's when all the smart marks were, oh, my gosh, he's so good, he's so good, he's so good. But then when he's, like, 99 X-Pac, they're like, oh, he's trash. But, like, his matches actually made more sense. Like, I think it was D'Lo Brown. The D'Lo run in 98. Yeah. That was great. Like, just good stuff. The European shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he had a great he had great matches with Brett and Owen in '94 too. Yeah. I mean the Owen one it should have been 14 minutes instead of four. Yeah, they squeezed a 14 minute match into that four yeah. minutes. But that that Brett match on that Raw is fantastic. Yeah. It's almost like Brett gets the best out of some of his opponents. Yeah, most of his who'd, opponents. Who the funk that? Weird. Yeah. Tom McGee says hi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's your number three? My number three is Scott Hall. Ooh. Uh, and the reason I say that I is know. because he was Razor Ramon, and then he left. He, he, he jumped ship in WCW to, to be himself, so to speak. Uh, he gets a lot of hate because of his drug addiction, his, his alcohol addiction. But he is a very he's a great mind for the business when he's sober. And I, it sounds like I'm making an excuse for him, but he's right there up there with the top three to five, seven minds of, of, of the wrestling business. He can, he can book. He, you hear From like talk? 92 to 98, when he was on, he was one of the best workers. He, the I, that, didn't that, he, didn't that, he come up with the Crow gimmick? Yes. Uh, supposedly, I, yeah. I think Sting backed it up. So Nash, just, Nash has backed it up. Bischoff's backed it up. That's just one of the many things that, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. innocuous, but it's like, just, just but the it's demons. there and, and it worked. So like, yeah. oh, Sting, you know what you can do? Not be the surfer guy. Well, and you could totally do a 180. And he launched 
the previous guy, John Waltman's career. Yeah. With mm-hmm. like well, he, that angle on Raw yes. made him and like he would not he would have been a, a lifetime jobber if it had not been for that yeah. one angle. And I'm sure that was behind the mind of Scott Hall, right? Yeah. We can make this guy and then now here we are. Because so he wasn't afraid to lose, it. which a lot of people don't seem to look at. He he would lose matches. But if you can keep your heat, yeah. you're you're fine. And he understood that. Or yep. when he's doing the the abdominal stretch, hey, when you're doing it, you do it at the camera. Yeah, and then yeah. You're, you're grimacing, you're or you're doing whatever, you're whatever the you have to do things. to 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 no. make it memorable. Yeah. yeah. The rubbing your hands on the pin. That guy had it all, and it's too bad that he was had a setback with his demons because he had a great mind for the business. And even in 2002, I really think it booked a little better. That run with Austin could have been something special. Yeah, I agree. Because right after eighteen, right, he was he was out. He's pretty much out. He, yeah. he worked Bradshaw the next pay per view, yeah. and he was done. I loved that. I liked elements of that match at eighteen. It kind of gets underappreciated. I loved the stunner he took. Yes, I love that bump. Probably the second best stunner. I, I really enjoy. I say it's better than the rocks, but that's not you don't like that's not WrestleMania seventeen rock though. No, I, I love that. But oof, that might be a top five yeah. for a later date. Worst bumps, but. Oof. Worse. Later date, I suppose. I'm gonna have to pull a fucking Turner on you. Yeah, that's. uh, (laughs) I won't be slapping thighs. Be slapping faces. Slapping guys. So, what's your number three? Lance Storm. Uh, when he was dancing. (laughs) With his large penis in WWE. Yeah, but no, they always they gave him the non-charismatic, so he always got thrown to that jobber thing, but. When he went to WCW, he had a monster push. His summer of 2000, was he was probably mon- the shining star of WCW. Yeah, he, I, he, yeah, because what he had the U.S. title, he had the U.S. Hardcore or, TV title at the same time. No, uh, Cruiserweight. Oh, Cruiserweight. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the Hardcore was uh, Saskatchewan Hardcore. Yeah. It was shit, you know the shit. Russo, hardcore Invitational title. Yeah, the Russo crap, but yeah. He had that monster push, and then he kind of got floundered in the mid card at the end of. WCW, but nobody remembers. He was the first one to throw the shot when they invaded. He was literally, and he even said this in, in a shoot interview. He's like, I was the first person from WCW to be seen in the invasion angle. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and <laughs> he didn't go after Austin. He didn't go after Triple H. He didn't go after Benoit. He didn't go after yeah. Jericho. He didn't go after Taker, Kane. It was Perry Saturn. So he, a WCW guy. Yeah. So it was shot right out the gate. But I think there was still a pretty good pop when he showed up. It was probably well, Canada. Well, just I think because it was Canada. well, just because it was a WCW guy. Yeah. But Lance, he got shit on, and he Lance Storm was just—he's a fantastic worker. He just—he didn't really. I will say his podcast with Callis. Yeah. Well, but but he got his home. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he, Lance Storm does not get the appreciation that he should. He was actually born in Sarnia, too. So he's yes. a local guy. He is. I did know that. Uh, and he was the better of Smoky Mountain Tag Team. Ooh. That's not a hot take. Fuck Jericho. <laughs> I'm right there with you, I'm bud. so over Jericho. Uh, I'm right there he with you, He's not pal. the best thrill Oh, he's seeker. so over? Oh, wait. Uh, he's so overweight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All that great goose. He's become, he's become, he's becoming oh. obese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obese in his mind. Oh, it's uh, not in his mind. <laughs> my number three 
is a real American. Oh shit. Hulk Hogan. Oh. Ooh, whoa. So many people. Hulk Hogan can't work. Hulk Hogan doesn't know how to work. Yeah, I know. He should have thigh slapped more. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, the guy who main evented, what is it? Eight seven years. of the first eight manias? Yeah. Am I correct? He didn't main it four, but he did one, two, two three, three, five, six, eight, seven, eight. Eight. And, and you, get, you could kind of nine. nine. Yeah. But I'll say seven on the first date. Yeah. To be, so seven yeah. on the first date, he main evented Mania. And sold out the buildings. And drew the, the monster pay-per-view buys. Like, I'm sorry. He could work. Uh, I didn't hear the crowd going, when he made his comeback. I'm sorry. He could work. Yeah. And anybody who says otherwise just likes die slaps and high spots. There you go. Uh, you tell me... When you were a kid, you didn't get excited every time you saw him hulking up. You did. That's what it was all about. I still do. Like, I go back and watch some of his matches and just, that comeback is Even so Even when good. you know what's coming, it's like, yeah. here we go. Here we I go. Don't, I, don't, I don't think they appreciate when he turned heel. Oh, my God. The heel they don't appreciate. He turned the business on its head. Twice. Twice. 85 and uh, 96. And allegedly, you could say he almost did it again in 2002. Because nobody, I don't think anybody expected that crowd in Toronto to shit on the rock the way they did. And the way they had to call an audible on commentary. Yeah. Because, I mean, something. it was so obvious they wanted Hogan to win that match. Like, And that's why you picked it for our main event, Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's uh, so we're going number twos. Uh, Maynard's got Zelina Vega. <laughs> I was going to say Zeus. Hey, hey. Z-Man times eight. Uh, hey, no man, spoilers. Hey, no spoilers. <laughs> Zelina Vega. Oh. Is this, you want you know, a union or no? Oh. Because uh, OnlyFans, you know, she's getting Ooh. too much hate because of the OnlyFans. Pace. So, oh, this is tough. I had, I'm going with Kevin Kelly. Which Kevin Kelly? The announcer. Oh, okay. Nails? <laughs> um, I think uh, he got shit upon. I think I think he was a... He got a raw deal. Yeah. I think he was the second best announcer WWE has had I think if post-95. JR would have been smart, he would have groomed Kevin Kelly to take his place. Who? Cool. Well, he didn't get JR. a choice. Well, and JR also didn't want to give up his spot. Also, yeah. JR is kind of a greedy. Even still, he doesn't want to give up his spot. Yeah. Even though he's saying, well, you know, we got this, uh, what the fuck is the guy in the mask? Excalibur. Oh, Excalibur. You know, I yeah. love, you know, Excalibur, he's great. He's Excrement. Like, but he doesn't really want to let Excalibur get over, you know. He's like, it's he, still JR wants to be the top guy. But he won the announcer. He's the announcer And the year. Observer Awards. So. So, yeah, I think Kevin Kelly, I think he was just a phenomenal announcer. And backstage interviewer. I think he had the potential to be a very great announcer. Um, in the WWE, he was just good. ROH, I thought he was great. Yeah, I, he's still good. He yeah. I would rather him. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't watch him in Japan. Michael Cole. I oh, one hundred percent. Way better, than Michael Cole. He could take. I think right now he'd probably be taking my Imagine, advice from McMahon. Imagine if WWE's announcers now were Kevin Kelly clones instead of Michael Cole clones. It'd be a lot better. Yeah. I, well, I think we would hate Kevin Kelly. That could. Be I think too. Kevin Kelly should marry Kelly Kelly. <laughs> and then it'd be. Kevin Kelly 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 Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, 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 Kelly. <laughs> They'd be super old. Or if they had a son, it would it be Kevin Kevin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly Kelly Kelly. It would be Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kevin Kelly Kelly. Kelly. I'm going to say that five times fast. Kelly Kelly, but Kevin couldn't. 
Kelly. Is, Kelly. But Kevin couldn't <laughs> get here today. Uh, but they would be super over in the this south. This is Kelly, yeah. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Yeah. Second yeah. generation Kelly. Yeah. Once removed. Yeah. Uh, we're on number twos? Yeah. My number two is Cesaro. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just kind of... Well, the guy's been... I mean, around, he's being hated by Vince McMahon. Well, that's kind of the angle I'm taking here is... He uh, just he's been recently announced as for a singles match with Seth Rollins. And how long has it taken for him to get a singles match and, a, and the biggest yep. show of them all? And it's still not like a super featured match. Now, I think he's still going to lose it. Probably. But he's not in a tag. He's not in a battle royal. He's not in a three way. He's not in a tag. It's something, but you know his talent, his ability has been denied for so long because of his so-called perceived lack of charisma. But he's... English isn't his first language. Because he's Swiss. His English is better than, like, 90% of the roster. He just... Yeah. He, he's a victim of bad creative. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. and, like, that is a common thread. That I'll probably always say for the rest of time as we do this podcast, he's a victim of bad creative. Like, there's so many more things that you could do with a guy like him because you could... Like what Heyman did in, in uh, ECW, you can hide their inabilities to do yep. whatever to get over and accentuate what he can do well. And they're not doing that with him. And I think he gets a lot of undue dislike and hate from everyone who thinks he's just boring. He's not a boring. If you like wrestling, he is not a boring guy. No, not at all. And that's why I think he is underutilized, underused. I think he's the best pure talent on the roster. Yep. You know, it's he's certainly it, in that conversation. And he's been Bryan, and he's been it. that guy Man. for the better part of seven years. And it's I, I really do I really hope he gets that singles victory over Rollins. I don't expect it, but oh, Charlotte. <laughs> if they can if he can get that victory over Rollins and then they can just capitalize on it, uh, I think that would make the difference for, for Cesaro for me. Yeah, for, for everybody. He didn't get that run after uh, winning the Andre the Giant. When he, yeah. when he suplexed show over, yeah. which was that amazing, was huge, yeah. he, it was a huge feat in the cell. It actually kind of sucks for him because that was like the fourth most important thing to happen on that show. Yeah, because yeah. if that had happened on like a regular pay per view, I think it would have been a much bigger deal. And then they gave him Heyman right yeah. after that, right? And then they dropped it two, three, four months yeah. later because he had like a quick icy tongue run or something. Yeah, and then. You know, he split off with Jack Swagger and whatever. He had a list, so. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Mike rebooked that to perfection. Yep. There you go. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, what you got, Nate? Number two. Jay Lethal. Ooh. He, he, despite not having a fed run, I don't, not a lot it's of people. my line. No, that's my line. No, the pe- <laughs> people probably remember him most for that instead of being probably the absolute biggest talent that Ring of Honor has. Right now, even after Homicide and all his cronies just came back at the show on Friday, yeah, which that might be interesting, but nobody pays attention to Ring of Honor anymore. But <laughs> Jay, Jay Lethal's always been a fantastic worker, even when he wasn't himself playing Black Machismo or covering Flair. Just Jay Lethal is he's he's a main event talent and just. It's just something that he doesn't get respect. Alright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, my number two is John Cena. Uh, okay. John Cena's, I th- and I think it's changed a little bit, which is why he's not my number one. 
Uh, but from like 2006 to like 2016, John Cena was a victim of the Boo Bears every yeah. time he came into a stadium. But and there's been some iffy creative, and he's beaten some people he probably shouldn't have. Um, there's some people he really could have helped make that he didn't. But when he really needed to lose, CM Punk, he lost. Uh, and he's had some damn good matches that I think get overlooked. That Punk match. Money and Make. Yeah, Money Make 11. The Raw uh, match was good, too. Yeah. The RVD match in uh, ECW 2006. Oh, yes. One I love that match. It's a great match. Uh, the AJ Styles match uh, from Royal Rumble 17. Yes. Which, even though he beat AJ, still made AJ look better. From 16, too, right? Yeah. 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 They, um, they worked SmackDown, too, and that was great. So, I, I think... The Lesnar match at SummerSlam? <laughs> for, for different reasons, but yeah. yeah. And AJ cut some good promos on Cena in that time, too. Yes. I remember. Hashtag beat up John Cena. <laughs> uh, no, that was... I, I just I think Cena gets more hate than he deserves. Yeah. I think people now are starting to uh, realize just how much we miss John Cena. Because mm-hmm. it's been a while. Yeah. So, uh, number one for Jay Maynard mm. is actually CM Punk, because he <laughs> likes to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not, it's not hit, Kenta? That's his favorite maneuver. Yeah, it's, oh, right. it's not Kenta. Uh, well, who's Kenta? Hideo Tommy. Oh, yes. Hideo Tommy. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Goddamn, pal. Before I get my number one, I want to go around and take a poll. Swan time or flying elbow drop? Flying elbow drop. Flying elbow drop? Flying elbow. Alright. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is great. This is live. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said swan time. <laughs> didn't even wake up. Did he wake up? <laughs> Completely no sold it. Where did his glasses come from? <laughs> um, I wish we had a video for that. Just wow. Oh, we should have. Been <laughs> I didn't realize you were actually going to go I, I, I thought you were actually asking a legit question. Yeah. I thought he was talking about Savage or, or, or Jeff Hardy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's all. Yep. Yeah. World's latest tag team, one half. Here will you, you go. Just, <laughs> will you pin him now or not? Kevin will do the swan time. <laughs> one, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. New champion. Jade Maynard. Jobs out. Yep. Jade Aaron Hayes. Hayes. <laughs> His daughter? The, the, lord, the lordship. Aaron Hayes. Yeah. Lordship <laughs> world. Lordship for world title. Should have called, you should have called swan time to say it. Wow. Swan time. Next time. <laughs> My you know sold it. Swan time. <laughs> My number one is Bret Hart. Okay. All right. I think you've changed some hearts and minds in this group. I, uh... A little bit. I had another guy I was going to put on my list. I, I was going to put Wade Barrett on there. Oh. Oh, I love I Wade Barrett. Been great. Well, I think we had some bad news there. But, yeah. um, Bret Hart just got shit upon, I feel like, from 96 on up. Because he just always had to, well, I haven't beat this guy, so I should beat him. And it's like, the worst thing he should have, because he is a top guy. He the worst thing for Bret Hart's reputation was Bret Hart doing shoot interviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... Yeah. My dad is Stu. <laughs> so, my brother's I'm Bruce. an 8.5. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah when you did the, the talent rating where he buried Hogan, but yeah. then gave Hogan a higher score than he gave himself. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Brett just. Yeah. He gets shit upon too much. <laughs> Rewatching Brett in his prime has kind of reawoken me to how good Brett was. The fact was. that people only. His, bad like, thing that people have to say. Yeah. yeah. 
the only bad thing that people really have to say about him is, well, Brett, you realize this isn't real? Well, aren't, isn't that what your job is to make I'll it say, last, real? <laughs> the last 20 years have proven that maybe people should be taking it more seriously. Exactly, yep. He does not approve. I hate when people say, like Jake Roberts will tell, they'll say, hey, Brett, you didn't win that belt. Well, no. No kidding, but the fact of the matter is he is your heavyweight champion. He should be going over on your underneath guys. On 99% so. of the matches. Yes. Are you talking about the heat that there is between Jake Roberts and Bret Hart? I'm just talking about the heat that Bret Hart has with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> because he, had, he brings it upon himself. Because from 95 to 96, he had but he doesn't give match, a fuck. Which, if you're the top guy in the company, you should be winning 90 to 99% of your matches. I love which how he, he makes his point. I love how he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And he has his whole fucking... You know, ever, yeah, ever since he retired, he's just, I don't give a fuck. And uh, he's been consistent, and you can't fault him for that. And yet. I'm just glad that Mike went back, started watching 96, and realized, yeah, Brett's better than Sean. Well, and it, I think... Well, he a, hasn't been there from well, I think March to fucking... A big, well, a big part of it is that Sean's a lot worse than I thought, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, we, well, we watched WrestleMania 13, and well, we watched yeah, WrestleMania yeah, yeah. 10. Yeah. So, like, we, we did kind of watch the best Bret Hart matches, but yes. still... Yeah. You judge somebody by their this best work. Hakushi is just... Oh, and, you know, oh. Lonesome Dove is a great show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Almost as good as Silk Stockings. Almost as good. Not as good as Le Femme Nikita, No, though. not yeah. as good as that. But uh, top three, yeah. for sure. Yeah, fucked up. Man. So what's your number one? You already had, uh, touched on it. It's, I think it's Hulk Hogan. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone really has a grasp of what's going on. Well, not just now, but like... Because he, he is a parody of himself now... And he's the host of Mania the last three out of six years, or whatever. But with Titus O'Neil, which we didn't talk about, but we will talk about. We will talk about that. Are they at the Superdome? Yeah. (laughs) But his impact and people just—I turn a blind eye to what kind of impact he had the first, you know, nine years of of the Mania run. The national expansion doesn't happen without Hulk Hogan. That's exactly it. You know, and and without Vern Gagne, right? Too yeah. Before that, yeah. so um, everyone loves to hate him because of the racist stuff, and you you absolutely can. which is a totally different thing. Like people, there's you a lot can. of people that hate him for his wrestling. Yeah, which exactly. let's let's separate the two. Exactly. Yeah, but a lot of people don't though. That's the thing. Yeah, but just just to separate your brain from that, and just go back and just listen to those crowds because it's real. What I put into it is like us. What got us into wrestling? I think most of us it was Hulk Hogan. Yep. Yeah. That's what got me in. First and foremost, yeah. One hundred. I mean, my first wrestling memory was Hulk Hogan. Yep. Yeah. I think it's most of it. It's him. Movies. It's him in the yellow, cuffing his ear, yep. Yep. and here the real man getting tombstone onto a steel chair. I got excited. Hurt his neck. Yeah. I got excited because everyone else got excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think people don't even know, especially new fans. They don't even know what that means anymore. Yeah. You know. And that's just, it's a lost art in itself. I, I think a lot of fans don't realize that they don't watch his Japan stuff. He could work. He could ro- work. He could work in the in WWF. The yeah. And the thing is, the best part is, he didn't have to do the things he had to do in Japan yeah. to get over in, in, in America. Yeah. That's a special part of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like Hogan was a terrible wrestler in the ring. He was, he's a master manipulator to the crowd. Yep. Yeah, and you can which ultimately you, which manipulation? That's, that's, that's psychology. That's psychology, and that's the difference between Japan and yeah. and he's still twenty four back surgeries. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. so he's not six eight no more. He's like what six two now? Six two. Oh, so uh, he's Pete Dunn. Yeah, he's Pete Dunn size. He's Pete Dunn size. He's about buck sixty now. Yeah. What, what do you? Yeah. What do you got, Nate? I'm gonna go with a tag team. 
from TNA. I'm going with beer, beer money. money. Oh, <laughs> I, I was waiting for for a Detroit theme. That's take. what I was waiting for too. Oh, 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 machine guns. Fuck them. Yeah, you don't know who they Especially are. That one guy. Yeah, yeah. Shelly. Shelly. Yeah, no, cool. Shelly's fine. Oh, oh save him. Yeah, yeah. It's 2021. He can be whatever he wants. A bitch. You can be a machine gun. You can be Alexandria if you want. <laughs> no, uh, but no beer, beer money. money nobody just... talks about just because it's TNA. But you got Robert Roode, who is awesome. James Storm, who's awesome, and they did, they they could do the comedy heel shit, get over. They could do the serious baby face stuff, get over. It's just no, it's just because they were in TNA, nobody really thinks about them. Just because I think they're a random wacky Russo pairing, probably. Yeah, and yet they got. It over. was a pairing that didn't. It on the surface didn't make sense, but they made it work really well. Yeah, and okay, one question I have though, because. I know who they are, obviously, like, after the fact, but I definitely wasn't watching during their run, but did they, like, make a joke or, of like, um, a parody of the business, through, like, during their run, or no? I don't think so. No, not really. I think like, it was it was more of a, it was no, a AMW split, and then Team Canada broke up, so they're kind of just floundering, and they well, just kind of randomly... Well, had the, the singles run as, like, the Wall Street guy... And then oh the Peyton Banks bullshit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he uh, tagged up but no it it was like at first it was like I think they were assigned to be tag team partners yeah and then they just realized they worked really well yeah, together, they, even though they, they were different personalities they they clicked and you know you had James Storm being wacky you know with this the, is this was when I watched TNA but yeah, I was like, like oh yeah it was like oh seven oh eight right yeah. when my honorable mentioned Machine Guns yeah <laughs> Christian Coalition yeah yeah no Angle Alliance yeah. <laughs> But no, beer money. No, neat, none of those guys actually get the recognition they deserve for just being no. just great workers. They're great promos. They look like a million bucks, and I I think those guys and Machine Guns and LAX, kinda, the original LAX, yes, mm-hmm. kind of were putting tag team wrestling, kind of trying to bring it back in and North team America. 3D. Yeah, it's all same same time. We're trying to bring tag team wrestling back, but it never kind of. So I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh no! What if I were number one? <laughs> we had not touched upon that yet. The most hated in the business is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That's true. But what if I had great matches? What if I had great matches with Mick Foley this and one. the Rocka? And, <laughs> I mean, think it's need a Rocka. And, and, and think about it. Yeah, I beat people, but I was the champion, and the champion needs to win. Uh, Seriously, I do think Triple H gets more hate than he deserves. He was a very good wrestler, and he gets the hate because he married into the family and got pushed very hard. It's always that question of, what would he be with... If he didn't marry to the family, yeah. and the, I, and the only answer the is same person he was. I think. Well, the only answer is we don't know. Well, he was world champion before. Yep, yep. he, he married to the family, yeah. so he already he already has push. Yeah, so. I think he, he had was, great um, matches before he married. He wouldn't the he wouldn't be running NXT. He'd be. He like, wouldn't be in the corporate ladder. Yeah. He'd be like in the regal. He'd still spot be working as a wrestler for other part time. Well, I think I, I think he'd be regal. No, I think he would be. I, I think he'd. I think he would be in like. The spot Shawn Michaels had when he came back. He'd uh, be in AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be terrorizing. <laughs> uh, 
but there's you a, be horrifying. There's a lot of fans <laughs> that like refer to it as the reign of terror. But when you look at it, when Triple H needed to put somebody over, he put the person over. Mm-hmm. He in at consecutive WrestleMania. And look at his mania record in general. Well, and look That's at his consecutive. Look at these WrestleManias. He's like five and twenty. Five. He puts over Benoit. Twenty one. He puts over Batista. Twenty six. He puts over. Oh, not twenty six. Uh, 2006, 22, he puts over Cena. So, boom, boom, boom. Three guys get launched to their first world title reigns. Well, not Cena, but Cena, that kind of really established him. Because, like, being JBL... Because uh, he was main event mafia there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Triple H was on a different level than JBL was. Yeah. He just was. Yeah. And so, like, he really launched these three guys, and he was willing to do the job when he needed to. Uh, it's just... He wasn't going to lose all the time. It wouldn't make sense because if he lost all the time, it wouldn't be special when he did lose. And he wasn't going anywhere anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, so. I mean, there's a couple instances. Like, yeah, the Booker T thing kind of was... That he was probably should have either lost that match or at the very least it shouldn't have been the comically long wait with the pedigree. Right. And the Sting uh, match, too. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean but, too, the but. Sting match, I mean, does it really matter? Cause right. Exactly. It, I thought the Sting match was fine until the run-ins. Me too. Yeah. I thought, I thought I booked the shit. I just yes. thought that I, match I thought never match, needed to happen. Yeah. I thought the match was fine until the run-ins. Yeah. It was actually a pretty good match, I thought. When Shawn Michaels super kicked Sting, I was like, mm. now my 90s fucking fantasy came true. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine did when Bret Hart came out at Starcade 97 oh. after the obvious fast count from oh, yeah. Patrick oh, and yeah. overturned the results of a legitimate match. Oh, <laughs> that was great. Oh, oh, yeah. Not to mention 30. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, yeah, WrestleMania yeah. 30, Daniel Bryan, uh, which, which was huge. Well, I will say, which I love. There's a caveat match. to that because Daniel Bryan's original plan was just to wrestle Sheamus. Oh, and, I know. And, and, and lose. Nothing match. And lose. But uh, it's, I'm happy that they which you know, actually listen to the WWE universe. Well, and you think about it. When there's somebody that they're like, okay, this person really needs to get the shove, who do they have him beat? Triple, Triple H. H. Roman Reigns. Triple H. I mean, it didn't work Seth in that Rollins. case. Except for, yeah. So, and that didn't work either. To an extent, it worked better than it did for Roman. but Yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, he has put people over. Uh, but and there are criticisms I'm you can make of him. I'm not going to put people over anymore. Well, I only put people over when they work out with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they get put over. Which, that Sheamus match at that Mania wasn't terrible. Well, guess what? At 30, I'm still getting the grand entrance. Even in the opening Well, match. I get the best entrance because then when I win... It's the best thing ever. And when I lose, you just remember the entrance. <laughs> then it's Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> what if I tagged with Charlotte? And, and, what if, and we won the Mixed Match Challenge. What if she, what if she called me Reed? <laughs> Whoa, that's dark. I'm sorry, Rick. Uh, let's on that note. Yeah. Let's end this episode at an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> All right, say your gimmicks. See ya. Stay tuned for silk stockings. He <laughs> <laughs> can't even do it. He can't even do it. You broke him. Oh, he's barking out right at now. At three twenty-four a.m., you broke him. Stay tuned for 
Silk Talk. <laughs> what else you want to watch? La Femme Nikita. <laughs> That's not I, pal. That's on the other hand. That's on Turner. Uh, Maynard? Uh, yeah. Maynard, you know what? Great. I think it's your best podcast. I think it is. That's one of the long We should fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like a legit fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got your, your outro? Oh, you want me to give it? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to do your gimmick, pal. All right, let's do it. I think we went through a silk stocking episode. Lord, Aaron S.A.'s, Lord of the Thighs, Lord of the Skies, and Lord of the Minds. <laughs>